Hey everyone, and welcome to the Comicast. I'm your co-host, Cody. And hey everyone, I'm Matt, and we're glad you're here joining us for another episode of the Comicast. That's right, Matt. It's where we dive into the lives of LGBT individuals whose crime cases have gone cold. But today, we're going to talk about us. We're going to talk about who we are and why we started Coma. Podcasting from the Lone Star State in Southern California, you're listening to the Coma Podcast with Cody and Matt. And we are back. So this is exciting. This is our 10th episode, Matt. Can you believe it? We actually did it. I really can believe it. Cannot believe it. Um, you know, what's funny is David's like, I don't know what you're so surprised about. You like, you do stuff. I'm like, I, <laughs> he's such a realist. But, you know, this was something that popped into my head. In August. Uh, well, it, you well, told me in August anyway. You told like me in August, August of like last year. Yeah. So we're in 2020 now. So this would be August of 2018. 19. Uh, no, we talked about this way before that. Really? Oh, yeah. Um, so in 2018, so I left my job in May of 19. I We were already, had already discussed that we were going to do this. So it was the year before that, that we had kind of talked. And then it was just like, oh, what a fun idea. And then as 2018 kind of passed by and I was all wrapped up in projects, I was like, wow. I really want to do this. And then I brought it to you to seriously do. And you're like, you know what? I think that's a really good idea. And then you had mentioned it to Justin and Justin was like, wow, you know what? There's a really, that's, you know, true crime for our community is really not discussed. So then you and I were like, okay, well let's do it. And you were gestating a while. Yeah. So it kind of sat there and then you're like, you know what? I got the equipment. Let's do it. And so from May of 19 until December, we kind of were in between doing a thousand projects for ourselves and trying to come up with how we wanted to do it. And then we just had to, I think it was October, November, we kind of dived into it. Yeah, we started doing some test recordings in October and and then we finally started publishing in January. And then we just hit it like December. We just went, we just went for it. So it was holidays and, (laughs) and we're sitting here trying to pull this together, which I don't know why we didn't do it three months earlier, but that's who we are as people. Thanks for joining us. (laughs) Well, it was a good way to start 2020. I think. I totally agree. Actually, I'm glad it worked out this way. Um, It's been so much fun to do this with you. I I look forward to um, not just the research, but you know, Cody and I are across the country from each other. So we've made use of Twitter, which is how we became friends. And then being able to turn that into this platform to talk about such an, what I believe is such an important topic. And you agreed with me that it was an important thing that we could work together on um, is super cool. And, you know, I look forward to 20 and 30 and 40 and 50, you know, just like just keeping it going. We'll be ancient by then. I'm ancient now. What are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, I kid. I actually love being 33 way more than I liked being 23. I mean, except for like my knees randomly hurt. Like that's not cool, but. Yeah, my hip. <laughs> I randomly, do you um get like random like uh spasms or pain like throughout your body? And you're like, well, this is it. I'm phoning it in. <laughs> I have not had my that. My soul is leaving my body. I have not had that, thankfully. 
And I'm Actually, sure I'm really you're glad you thankful. Haven't. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> I'm sure you're thankful as well. <laughs> Basically, anytime I have like a, I don't know, a worry, a serious issue, like I go to like my friends and like Matt is like one of the top three here that I like actually go to. And so like he's bombarded daily. It's really okay. He, I, I think you're more concerned that you stress me out and I'm so unbothered and I'm just, I'm a super chill person in real life. So not much actually raises my blood pressure. And I, I think one of the problems there, it's a flaw though, because when I tell you things, I'm like super casual about it. Like, <laughs> and you're like, Matt, that's kind of serious. I'm like, oh yeah, I guess. Oh, oh dear. <laughs> well, you told me, you texted me one day. We were just like texting in conversation about nothing really and you were like oh yeah david lost his job <laughs> and i was like oh my god are y'all okay like and you're like yeah it's fine so what are you having for lunch <laughs> like what you know i kind of forget that people don't spend a lot of time with david and i in person to know us as people so <laughs> um he would having a hard time so yes uh his job did a, a huge round of layoffs like five thousand people lost their jobs and this has happened throughout the years you know other rounds and so he's dodged the bullet and then finally caught him and uh before he went into this meeting it was supposed to be an annual meeting to say like oh this is what your raise is going to be because raises would take effect the following week actually this all happened like this in the last few weeks <laughs> and before he went into this meeting, because we work from home, I said, you know, please, because I mean, the raises are always laughable. We're talking like pennies on the dollar, you know, from a multi-billion dollar company. And uh, and I was like, you know, if you get really angry, you know, please don't quit your job. <laughs> but if it whatever's going to happen at some point, you know, you've had you've been insulted every single year about this after putting out stellar results and then just being like, congratulations, here's 15 cents. <laughs> what? And. Uh, so I have my text messages forwarded to my laptop when I'm working during the day. So I don't have to look at my phone and uh, you and I had not spoken yet for the day. I think you texted me not five minutes later and uh, I'm, I'm working on something for actually, I think for the podcast or for school. And uh, I see a text from David pop up says, um, I just was fired. I was like, oh, and I knew he wasn't kidding. Like, and then he sent me no joke under because he was still on the conference call. And I was like, oh. So I went into his office and he's like still on the phone and and they told him, well, you know, here's your this is your last day. We'll send you boxes. And then we found out it was a layoff. Like he wasn't, you know, fired, fired. He was laid off. But, you know, same result. And so I high fived him like a good husband. And, you know, he's like, I just can't be angry. He's like, I used to work at the same company and I had a dream one night that I'd been fired and I was upset. My feelings were hurt in the dream. And I woke up and. I wasn't fired and my then ex-husband this dream was like eight ten years ago and he's like are you getting up for work i'm like what are you talking about and then it like hit me that i wasn't i was just dreaming and i was so upset (laughs) and david had the same dream like a few months ago so he was like you know it's really hard for me to like want even think about wanting sympathy when i've been hoping to be fired for so long and so he's a student as well and yes it was a gut punch for sure but we can't undo it. And that's like a kind of how our personalities work. We can't undo it. So it, here we are. And yeah, so of course, Cody's like, oh, how's your day? I'm like, well, uh, David just got laid off. 
how's lunch? You know, <laughs> and Cody's two hours behind me. So he's probably still laying in bed with a cat. Like, wait, what the hell did he just say to me? <laughs> it was like, um, oh, I was just like shocked because you just like changed con- like the conversation immediately to something else. Yeah, that's kind of how I am. And I really forget like that it can be jarring for people because I'm super calm all the time. And so when I do get angry or upset, like. So when Cody is like, you know, he'll bring his concerns to me. He's like, I'm sorry, I'm bothering you. or I'm stressing you out. I'm like, girl, you're fine. Like, I don't even think about it. <laughs> but like I said, I said in a previous um, episode we did, you know, that if I ever looked at my phone and I had a missed call from Cody, let me tell you, I would be on a flight to San Diego for you in no time because clearly. <laughs> <laughs> because I do not usually call people, so it would be serious. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I almost came to see you recently and um, thankfully I didn't have to. I'm glad everything's OK. Uh, but uh, you guys will be happy to know that Cody and I are, you know, we in getting to know us. I'm sure you picked it up from the episodes, but we really are for good friends off of off of this project as well. <laughs> yeah, I was really excited uh, that he brought this idea to me to kind of like help out and help get started and work on because it's been a really exciting thing. Um, not just getting to like put it all together and all the technical aspects about it as far as like building websites and writing articles and doing audio and recording and all that stuff, which has been a lot of fun, but it's one of those things where you get to like learn about people who you don't necessarily know who they are. Some people that we've talked about on the episodes, you know, I've known their name, but not a lot about their history. So that's one of the things that's been enjoyable is hopefully along with y'all is getting to know who these people are, who their stories are and how they change people. But Matt, what, why did you kind of come up with this idea in discussing the people that we've been discussing and the whole process surrounding why you wanted to do a podcast like this? Um, I had found myself so, so one of the things I do when I I like to learn I like history and uh, I actually have a bachelor's of science in psychology so that might tell you a lot about me right there um, along with you know I'm in school to get my bachelor's in nursing as well but in my spare time I like to listen to true crime podcasts or uh, well podcasts YouTube etc and and one of the things that just struck me, again, maybe it's because I'm a gay guy and it just pops out. I'm always fascinated by how people think. And though the ones I listen to are very respectful to people who you know, are gay, lesbian, trans or whatever in in the crimes, the crimes themselves, you know, the police reports, everything was always if they were not straight, they were kind of brushed off to the side, ignored. You know, there wasn't, you know, poor investigating, you know, no effort put into it. And I think it's a lot of undereducation and miseducation and misunderstandings. And that just all sits there and no, no help gets done. No help gets out. And it kind of popped into my head. I was like, well, I kind of want I wanted an LGBT true crime to listen to. I was like, well, maybe, you know, because in our case, a lot of the crimes are they end up being landmark cases that can propel law changes for protections for the community. And you know, who are these people? And um you know, like in conversation, I actually asked David, we were walking to Target. I told him I, I wanted to do uh, an episode on Matthew Shepard and he didn't know who Matthew Shepard was. And it just I, I mean, you're literally married to a guy who does a true crime LGBT podcast, but 
he learns about him as I do because he's usually home. He's home when I'm doing the research. I'm talking about these people. I I bounce the ideas off them. I actually bounce the ideas off him, not Cody. Uh, Cody doesn't get to really know what I think or how I'm thinking until it's literally happening because we want the conversation to be as genuine as possible. And so um, I decided on I wanted as much as possible to focus on unsolved cases. Yes, we would do one-offs where we talk about, you know, we talked about Aaron Hernandez. We talked about Eileen Warnos, who was in a same-sex relationship for a long time. You know, those we did these one-offs, you know, one to kind of change it up a little bit. And two, these were big cases in the media. So there's a chance to share a lot of information that has become available. And I think that's important. Um, but looking at a lot of the other ones, I found out really quick how little information was available for a lot of the people we were looking for. And I realized that, well, I can't find the LGBT podcasts or YouTube channels I want. And I was like, well, I don't just make one. And I said, well, I don't know how to do that. And David's like, well, David told me, you mean we can't just go online and buy some podcast equipment? You can't figure out how to edit. You know, like to him, it was just so simple. <laughs> Get online, teach yourself how to do it. Because that's just who I am as a person. Yeah. If I can't do it, I'll find a way to do it. And I knew that Cody had a background in media. But how do you approach somebody about that who has walked away from that you know career to do their own thing and say hey how do you feel about podcasting with somebody across the country and you know we've only known each other online for a couple years and i kind of posed it to him and i knew i knew i wanted to work with you though as soon as i when i when i got the idea you were the first person i thought of and i knew right then in 2018 i wanted to work with you on this i wanted this to happen and i was like we're not there yet. Our friendship is not there. We did not really know each other. We talked, I think our, we would DM on Twitter, direct message back and forth, yeah. but we weren't there yet. And it was after that, I kind of like posed it to you to kind of feel you out on it because you know, I don't know you. What if you turn out to be like some like racist <laughs> jerk, you know, and luckily you weren't. <laughs> um, so we went from that to posing the idea. And then you surprised me with saying, you're like, well, I have all this equipment. We talked about a podcast. We really just couldn't think of what to do. And, you know, and then you had told me more stories about what you did. And you showed me clips of when you were on TV in your hometown. And I watched it. I, I loved your presence. I loved how you presented yourself. I loved how you carry yourself and, uh, and your confidence and I thought, well, this is perfect. I mean, here's somebody who knows so much more than I do about any of this. And for me, this would be a, just a monumental effort to to make happen what Cody does for us. Whereas for you, it's probably like, OK, you know, it's like you're just kind of like it's nothing. And I'm like, yay, he's my hero. <laughs> you know, Cody makes this happen, you know, and I, th I don't know if you think the same on the other end because I do the other side of it. But to me, th there is no coma without Cody, you know, because Cody is our foundation. He makes sure all of this happens. But I knew I wanted to work with you. And if I couldn't work with you, my backup plan was I would do it myself and then periodically ask people to just talk with me on the podcast. And my hope was that I would be able to like kind of like lure you into it and that you would find it interesting and maybe see ways you could improve it if you didn't have time to work with me full time. Because that's a big commitment. Um, you know, we're not paid. Uh, we do this entirely in our spare time. And so it's a lot to ask a complete stranger. Hey, do you believe in this enough <laughs> to join me 
use your own time as well and make this happen. <laughs> and that's how we got to where we are in January of 2020, that this is one of the main projects I focus on. Uh, I spend several hours a week on it, as I know you do as well. Um, and then, of course, I look for specific cases that I try to find ones that are not solved, that there's not a lot of coverage on them, because those are the ones we want to talk about. We want to start with those. Um, but yeah, that's the longest answer. <laughs> and you named it coma. That was your idea. That Oh, yeah, that's right. So we were trying to come up with names that weren't uh, overly, I guess, easy corny, you know, because we weren't trying to be super crazy innovative. We just wanted to get to it. I I think what was one of the possible names was um, unsolved and. Uh, Oh, unapologetic and unsolved, because my my inspiration for that was that, you know, a lot of the victim, the victims that we're talking about, they live their lives unapologetically and un they were murdered for it. And I felt like they were they were brave enough to live their lives right to the point of their the crimes committed against them. Then we can speak freely to try to bring attention to them. And then um we're having problems kind of getting it consistent into, you know, podcasting and getting it. Uh, now it wasn't really, it was, we couldn't really figure out a user friendly way. And then, and I was just kind of doodling out our names and uh, I was like, what about coma? And David said, well, it kind of sounds like you're putting people to sleep. I was like, but people have been sleep. And I said, but I said, everybody's been sleeping on these cases for 30 years. And it just hit me. I'm like, that's perfect. And I sent it to Cody. He's like, love it. Got it. And, and here we are. And so here we I are. want to ask Cody, what made you think? So when I brought this to you and now like a year and a half later, did you foresee like any of this when I first started like interacting with you about it? Like what where were you on the other side of this through this timeline? Um, Matt had a plan. <laughs> <laughs> so like I said, I don't remember anything of the 2018 if you mentioned it. I guess whatever you mentioned and whatever my response was, it was the proper response. Uh, I think the part that I remember more is uh, like the summer when you brought it to me in 2019, just this past summer. And we started like kind of bouncing ideas off of each other. And then, you know, it's kind of like the establishing point, you know, you got to get everything together and like make sure names are available for websites and social media accounts. And it's just that whole process. So I think that is when, you know, we started kind of building that and working together um, to form that, that it was getting exciting. And then we had like the lull in time, you know, where we had like September, October, we were still working on things, but it wasn't like an everyday weekly kind of thing. But then things started getting exciting, I think, when we started recording. Um, I, I We have all the equipment here and just sitting in a closet. And so it was exciting to kind of bring that out, get to recording. I've always wanted to do a podcast, just never have. And so once we started recording, kind of really getting into the flow of things and interacting with each other in conversations about this, uh, it became more exciting. Um, and then, then we just took off. Then we started recording and really getting into it and 
getting the website built, getting all the social media going. And that stuff really excites me. And so from then it's just been fun. took off on that. I, my envisioning was like, oh, well, maybe we'll do a YouTube channel where we put up the graphics so people can have a visual aid to go if they didn't want to listen to the podcast and just put in the transcript of it and let it play or us do kind of like an abbreviated version just for YouTube or place the or just play the audio from the podcast on YouTube with the visuals attached and, you know, then do the podcast. And I, I thought, well, you know, if it gets bigger, maybe we'll create a Facebook group so people can make suggestions for us and put it on Twitter. And then you were like, I have a website like really and then that also spawned um remember if we decided we added on cody and matt so when we act yeah. as coma we're talking more about you know the cases whereas when we're going as cody and matt it's more lighthearted and we get to do more fun stuff you know if you're going to see a lip sync challenge it's going to be on cody and matt not coma but and then cody started writing for the website and Cody is a fantastic writer. I love reading his writing and uh, you just buried me on that one. Like I did not see it coming and um, I'm a student as well. So I write full time for school because nursing classes and everything else that I'm trying to do and I'm writing a book and I'm, I write, I try to read and research for the podcast and I'm like, Cody, you're like killing it. And so, and so as it took off, he's like, I can do this. So again, you know, as everybody knows, I'm in Texas and Cody's in California. We had talked about me coming out to see you periodically so we can record other stuff and, you know, do it in person. And then what I would like to do, this is a, uh, kind of a, it might be, you know, a pipe dream, but I think it'd be really fun and interesting for us to periodically be able to travel to some places where some of these cases have happened so we can research the local libraries and stuff there and record even if it's a recording from a hotel room if we have our because i mean for the most i can record off a laptop and a microphone and i'm good to go and if we travel together you know i think it would add a more interesting element for people to be able to know that we're right there you know we're trying to find the most up-to-date information and you know i know that's not right now but i'm a patient person as obviously most people probably have figured out. Um, I Although I knew I wanted to work with Cody, I, I knew he was like, uh, I tell him when he's like, thinks he's being annoying. I was like, Cody, I've got it. It's fine. You're not bothering me. I'm like, you know, I'm the ma to your co, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and here we are. It's going 10 episodes in. Yes, it's super exciting. We have people um, listening. Thank you. Yeah, I, I really can't believe it. Like, Growing up with a cleft palate, it's really when I was younger, it's really hard for people to understand me. And because I don't hear necessarily what everybody else hears, the idea that I would ever have grown up to be able to work in a job, one that was customer facing and be comfortable with it. And two, to do something that it's entirely based on my voice and providing information for people to listen. I think it's super cool. And it's something I think a lot of people would take for granted. Whereas I'm just each time we record or I go back and listen to because I do go to iTunes and I tune in and I listen to us talk and I'm probably super critical of myself because I think we all are. But I listen, you know, I listen for how I talk or what I said. Did I need to say that? And, you know, I'm like, oh, well, Cody sounds fine. Why do I sound like a dying cat? You know, <laughs> it's a little harsh. It's a little harsh. <laughs> I think we're allowed to be our, can I be dramatic for like five seconds? Okay, fine. 
And that is true. You can listen to us on iTunes. I'm sure. I mean, if you're listening to this, you've already chosen. But, you know, That's we are true. on iTunes and on our podcasting anchor.fm and we're on Spotify. So spread the word, share it to your friends. We'd love more listeners to kind of join us and listen in. And we also take feedback. One of the things that was super important to me that when we did this was that like putting it on Twitter and giving people the opportunity to suggest cases like the Eileen Warnos case was a suggestion. Um, I knew who Eileen Warnos was. I did not even realize she was in a same sex relationship for a long time. Um, and that would just sort of like somehow I missed that. And I Cody was like, well, that's perfect. You know, let's let's talk about her. OK, you know, this is somebody we can work with and discuss and you know, I wanted to be able to take criticism or that if we misspoke or we misunderstood our research or did something just wrong, I wanted people to be able to provide that feedback to us and us to um, do another episode and say, hey, and just acknowledge, hey, we messed up. We're going to talk about it. I wanted us to be able to put it out there that we are OK. If we make a mistake, we're going to do our best to fix it, correct it, add on to, well, not add on to the mistake, but, you know, expand, try to expand and learn but we also wanted to do this episode because I think it's heavy subject matter. And I, I think we both thought it would be fun to one, talk about how we got here, but two, just kind of be weird and kind of give everybody an idea, like what we talk about during the day. <laughs> As I'm sure people wonder like how the hell did these guys talk to each other every day and work on a podcast together. And we spend a lot of time together virtually every week. Yeah, for sure. I mean, basically we talk about our cats. It's so true. He gets at least a cat photo a day from me. And which usually results in me sending back one that I've taken. I learned that cat owners take an average of seven pictures per day. That's so, so do you fall below or are you above that? Definitely not seven a day. Like, I can let me count the photos (laughs) I got the other night. No, so I'm, like I can see like, you know, one day I might take several photos, but then I can go a day or two with no photos. <laughs> but I don't like the average. That seems like a lot. Seven photos it, a it, day. That is a lot. Now, when I had my older pets, uh, you know, for a while I had, you know, all of them. And um, you take picture one. Of course, you're going to take pictures of the others. You know, and then one of them does something devastatingly cute. So you take like 10 of that trying to catch the right moment. And of course, that's when they close their eyes and look away. I mean, I usually will only take a photo if she is like being super cute, like if she's posing or if she's sleeping. And it's like a pretty cute photo. I mean, if you don't follow us on Twitter, um, one, well, follow follow me with caution, I guess. But you can always (laughs) find pictures of Ella or uh, Luna, my cat on on Twitter. Um, They told me that. Luna was part Siamese when we first got her when she was the 10 day old kitten. So she just looked like a little ball of gray fluff and she had these bright, bright, bright blue eyes. And they're like, and she had these little gray tipped ears and a gray tipped tail. And they're like, yes, she's part Siamese. So she's probably going to be psychotic and she could be a little nuts, but for the most part, she's, she's our easy kid. You know, (laughs) (laughs) she's super sweet and super cute. I cannot wait. We've been trying to uh, get Cody to come see us so he can meet her in person. Uh, Yes, I love cats now. So like for the longest time, it wasn't that I disliked cats, but it was just like, oh, it's a cat. Okay. But now like I'm in love with cats. Give me all the cats and dogs. All the kitties. Basically, I mean, if you know me, any animal, like fill my house, fill my yard. 
My favorite is when you go to like a zoo or a petting zoo because my phone blows up. I'll get like 15 or 20 pictures and it's like Cody playing with a goat and it's the cutest thing ever. (laughs) And I realized like, do other people do other people do this or is this just us? Like, you know, I don't know. I mean, if if there's a goat, I'm taking pictures with the goat. Does cat take a picture with the cat? If it goes to a party and there's a dog, well, I'm going to pay attention to the dog, not the party. Oh, yes. Well, and I don't know for me if it's a combination of I like dogs and crippling social anxiety. I'm not really <laughs> sure. It might be both. It's um, probably both. Do you know what's wild is so, you know, we do this every week and I'm not afraid to talk in front of people. I'm not afraid to be on a stage. I, I just whatever I have to do, I just kind of like turn my brain just turns off and I go do it. But outside of that, I'm actually super reserved and like. No, thanks. Mm, I'm Opie over here just in my pajamas and a hoodie. I, I just I'm really introverted outside of those things. Yeah. You know, I'm not I'm definitely not. See, I don't think people would realize that. Like if they're looking at just at your Twitter and stuff, I feel like they're yeah, I'm very really interactive. Social. I'm very interactive on Twitter. I am. I always interact with people. I'm always I, I try to stay in my own lane, but at the same time, just like it doesn't cost anything to be nice to people. Damn, you know, but something I have found. And I'm super excited to ask you these questions, Cody, because you don't know. He doesn't know I did this. I was Googling this when he was setting this up. Um, I found conversation starters. Oh, OK. And Cody just loves this because I do this shit to him. And <laughs> I guess you're going to get to learn more about me. <laughs> We're going to ask. Is, a- the point is we're, you're supposed to learn more about us. So here we go. Yeah. So of course I don't, I never tell him anything and you know, it's like we have like a bad relationship or a really good one, you know, and most people, I think if (laughs) the other day we were supposed to record a podcast episode of a certain person and then we go to record it and he's like, we're not doing that person. We're doing this person. And yeah, like, and that, oh was, my God, uh, that was supposed to be two weeks from now. <laughs> yeah. And so it was because when I wrote them, I didn't realize when I put, so I put them on the schedule, I switched them by accident. And I, I guess I, I typed it in the wrong spot. And I thought I, I thought I, cause you could flip them around. I thought I had, and I was like, and of course all the research and know what I was prepared for. And Cody, I were on FaceTime and you know, you didn't yell at me or anything, but if you could have seen his face, it was <laughs> Well, it was a little funny, but I could definitely tell he were like, Matt. <laughs> but the idea is because we don't, it's a risk because we don't talk about what we research prior. He gets the name, so he has no idea what I look up. He has no idea what sources I use until we're literally talking about it. And it's because if I say something that he really agrees with or disagrees with, I want him to come out and say so. Now, we haven't had too many. So we haven't many disagreements as far as podcast is concerned but we've had many disagreements and personal issues mm, really you don't like like ranch you don't like sushi okay that's true but you don't like ranch you don't like texas toast there was something else you didn't like burger king burger king when i said burger king i think i said that off camera like off we were already done with the podcast and i said um i don't like burger king and you looked like you were about to just die how can and you not like Burger King? I told David this morning that you didn't like sushi because we were on the way to sushi when you texted me because we talk all the time. <laughs> and uh, 
I was like, David, he doesn't like sushi. And he's like, I'm sorry, coma just ended, you know? (laughs) So I personally think sushi at least makes up for one or two of those things. I mean, I don't know about that, but. (laughs) Uh, Ranch though, like, come on, ranch. Everyone likes ranch. If y'all could see the look I'm giving him right now, I'm also, so I would also like to remind everybody I am lactose intolerant, so I can't even have ranch anymore, but. Well, I take have a tried pill. It. Yeah, that's what I'm about to tell you, sir. So here's the thing. Uh, <laughs> this was recorded in a previous episode, but it was cut for time. But he did uh, say that he would eat Texas toast, which he doesn't like, dipped in ranch, which he doesn't Whoa. like if I visited him. Yeah. Oh, you cut that did get cut. It got cut, but now it's You monster. Back. Yeah. <laughs> And um, and I believe the deal was you had to agree on camera that you would come soon. None of this like, oh, yeah, sure. In 2030. <laughs> but what camera? Um, well, you know, on audio <laughs> and not cut for time. <laughs> so now so that it's the, here. So what are these questions? Let's get to the questions. No, no, oh, no, no, no. Now you're <laughs> deviating. No, you brought this up. So does this mean no, is Cody said, coming to Texas? Well, soon, soon. I am coming, but I don't know the date yet. But before, before May, probably for sure. Before May, y'all, it is what? what I have month a busy it? schedule. Well, it's basically March. It's in the, it's almost the end of February. We're in the middle. I see. Of, yeah, we're at the end of February. I see. Mm, May, huh? Yeah. All right. That's cool. So I'm going to pull some of these questions. And you know what? In fairness, while I'm doing this, if you want to look up or think of weird things to ask me to embarrass me, that is fine. Because I terrorize Cody regularly. (laughs) He likes to be very planned. And I do too. I probably come across fly by the seat of my pants. But I always have a plan A, B, C, and D. Always. So. Toilet paper. Over or under? I have no preference. However it goes on. (laughs) You have a cat. If you have it. If you have it over. She doesn't bother it. She's a a good little girl. Let's see that one. Oh, I cannot ask you that one. That's not really that's not appropriate. Oh, what's the most embarrassing thing you've ever worn? Uh-huh. I mean, Cody and I were children in the late 80s, early 90s, so I'm sure there's some good ones. So I'm trying to th- I don't know if there's. I would say I ever wore anything super embarrassing. Like so when I was a kid. All my outfits were pretty cute. If you look at photos, I mean, I didn't realize this until I started looking at photos, but most of my photos, I'm wearing like some kind of Disney shirt. <laughs> uh, I'm telling you, Cody is, he was born to celebrate holidays. I mean, Justin said that to me a few weeks ago and I was like, oh, he's so right. And then Disney, like you are the consummate like Disney boy. I love it. I do love Disney. It's, it's my happy place. Disney oh, World oh. and Disneyland. Oh. But yeah, I don't think I've ever really worn anything super embarrassing because then like in junior and junior and high in high school, uh, I went to private school. And so I had uh, uniforms, which I love because you don't ever have to worry about what you're going to wear. You know what you're wearing every day. And no, it's I can easy. actually see the appeal of that. Um, and then. Yeah, I don't I don't know if I've, I, I can't think of anything right now, something that I would say is like. Whoa, I would never wear that again. Oh, what about this one? 
what's the most ridiculous fact you know um so it'd probably be like some kind of weird disney fact honestly i'm a former disney employee <laughs> so i know lots of those too are oh, you? Man, let's... <laughs> so I, I know this annoys some people but um there are those people I, I don't think I am one of these people, but if you go to a Disney park with someone who like is obsessed with Disney or probably works at Disney, really, uh, there's that certain type of person who brings their friends or new people and literally you're stopping every five minutes because they're pointing out some kind of Disney fact. You're on a ride. They're pointing out some kind of Disney fact and you're like, oh my God, I just want to ride the ride. <laughs> Cody, is that you? Are you no, going? it's not. But... I think I do point out, I think I do point out like, you know, Pirates of the Caribbean, there's like one real um, skull. Do you know where it's at? I believe I do. Are you talking about Disney World? Yeah. I think it's in the same spot in both, but. I do believe I do know where it's at. Where is it? I believe, I have not been on that ride like 15 years no, uh, wait, no, I think I did go on it two years ago. I went home to Orlando for a week in 2017. Before that, it was 2010. I think it's when you're rounding on the, you're in like the canoe-ish thing. And it's almost within, is it the one that's within reach on the ground? Or is it the one that's like he's holding up? I think it's one of them like holding up, it's like Hamlet style, so like holding up a skull. I don't think it's either. I think it's the one that's on the bed. There's a skull on the bed. Wow. I haven't been a cast member since 2011 and I just failed. So I'm sure if I'm wrong, someone's going to fact check. Oh yeah. Someone will. There's (laughs) someone. Trust me. There was also, there was also someone on TikTok who did like a facts of Disney. But like the thing is like half the facts that he put on this TikTok as facts were not facts. I don't know where he got this information from. They don't, they think they know. And I'm like, you clearly, a a cast member lied to you because they were tired of your stupid questions. (laughs) And then they tell their friends and then it's like, what? Yeah. So I'm sure it's like something like that. Some weird. Well, here I found one awkward questions to ask any gay. Oh, there you go. Go for it. Are you sure you're not gay? Uh, Well, technically, if you want to know, I am on more (laughs) of the buy scale of like 90, 10. If anybody wanted to know that, that's actually something nobody knew. But why is that a question? <laughs> right. Do you like having a beer belly? Oh, or, yeah. I, I saw that one, too. I'm like, I don't have one because I really don't drink beer. Here's you one. Okay. What sexual activity do you consider totally off limits? Holy crap. You really went for blood there. I was not even expecting that. I skipped all those because I was like, oh, I don't want to say something weird on the pile. On <laughs> totally no, off you don't limits. have to answer it, but I wanted um, to see. Oh, yeah. Well, anything with like bodily fluids is not for me. Like, nope, that's like that's like off limits, you know, and I'm not judging. I'm not kink shaming here. I'm just saying for me personally, like. uh Basically, anything but spit is like, no, no. <laughs> Cody's like, we are editing that. <laughs> you heard it here first. All right. <laughs> I don't know if people think that like when you're with somebody that you're like 24 seven, like, oh yeah, the bedroom's wild. And you're like, did, yeah. Um, hi, I just washed those sheets and blankets. They're going to stay that way. So, um, I, I know we're going to talk about this in a future episode. <laughs> um, 
So you don't have to give too much away because we're going to talk more in okay. depth. I have no idea what's about, coming. Like, well, more in depth about our background. Okay. We're going to talk about our DNA. But, oh, yeah. Um, you don't have to give too much away, but like, so for people to know, like, where were you born? Where did you kind of live and kind of like, you obviously live in Texas right now. I do. So I am from Lima, Ohio. And when I was 10. That's where Glee. Yes, that is where uh, Glee is set. And when I was 10, my mom and I moved to Southwest Florida, to Fort Myers, Florida with my grandparents after a violent event between my parents. Um, You know, it was like a string of them. I mean, it just, there's, it's so Midwestern, like small town, like, (laughs) uh, like Maury Povich style story. Um, But the the gist of it is my mom and I moved to South Florida and then ultimately I went to live with my grandparents and stayed in South Florida. My mom went back to my dad. And then when I was 18, I left South Florida and went to college in Orlando. When I was 24, I moved to Pennsylvania. My ex-husband's job relocated. You know, he got he got moved. And of course, I went with him. And while we were up there, we had separated and divorced. He returned to Florida. And I sold my house. I sold the house up there. And uh, my job, I my job ultimately moved me to Texas. And I couldn't wait because I, I'm definitely a Southern person at heart. Like, I just, I love the heat. I'm much more into heat. Cool weather is okay, but six months of winter in Pennsylvania is miserable. <laughs> and, um, and now I live, I've lived in Texas for four years. I've lived in San Antonio for three, but yeah, so I am from a. I've been a little bit everywhere, but are you asking like, are you kind of leading into what led to the DNA test? Well, no. Well, that that's our teaser. There's some <laughs> issues. It's really find it's out. quite a story. Uh, it's it's as dramatic as you might think, and even if you think it's dramatic, it's probably more than that. <laughs> so, Maury Povich DNA Matt future episode. Yeah. <laughs> no, it'll be exciting because we're going to talk a lot about DNA because DNA plays a big part of a lot of these cases that we're talking about. Right. And so we just we thought it would be interesting to kind of briefly touch on the DNA and the advancements that have occurred and the excitement that it is for crime cases and cold cases specifically. There's, There's an ethical mm-hmm. side to it. Yeah. And what's interesting is, you know, we have been working on this podcast for months and months and months. And my DNA test results came back over a year ago and it didn't even connect to me to even talk about that on this because, um, you know, it's an odd subject. I mean, I'm not bothered by it. In fact, it's it's so bad. It's comical. I mean, I have definitely broken into fits of giggles because as you probably figured out, that's who I am as a person. And I'm sure. Well, I think as I was telling you how when it was all playing out, Cody and I were friends and I could just see your face on the other end of the phone being like, is this for real? Like what in the drama of this? And I'm just giggling. Like this is just, it's just in the saga of my life. Like it was just like, Oh, well that's not too surprising. Um, but it didn't occur to me like the importance of DNA in my own life and how much it's impacted me as to how, if something, an event like that were to happen in our family or to me or something, locating my loved ones or who my relatives are would have proved a huge challenge without DNA. Um, the these doing this DNA test when I was younger would have changed the entire trajectory of my life. Who knows yeah. if it would have been for the better, but I definitely could have avoided several court situations. <laughs> um, so but yeah, 
yeah, it, <laughs> it's going to be exciting. <laughs> um, I want to point out just as a in the teaser here that as I'm talking about it, I promise I'm not like hiding some great pain. If there's something I didn't if I wasn't comfortable with it, we wouldn't be talking about it. So it's OK. We can <laughs> we will answer questions. <laughs> and so that's when we'll really find out more about us and who we are because I, it, it, I find it has been interesting kind of like knowing your background and did like, you do the DNA test yeah I've done 23andMe and Ancestry so and I'm getting ready to do Ancestry I'm gonna go ahead and do that one um because I want to see what else turns up and will you be sharing with us uh I think everybody's gonna be a little surprised about my heritage um I mean I think people I don't know if people would be surprised about mine like when you think of me do you think of Irish well, I'm looking at you, so I mean, <laughs> it would not, I would say no, I would not think Irish, but I'm looking at you. So I guess if you saying it, I wouldn't be terribly surprised if that's what it was, if you are Irish, but no, that would not be the first thing that pops into my head. Yeah. So there's um, a, a lot of interesting things that we can talk about then when it, we come up with that episode just in a few weeks um, um i'm also uh irish as well i have i have mine here too Do, are you on the app yeah yeah because cody and i aren't like children here um yes um were there any surprises in yours like you know heritage wise so, uh, no, I don't think so. Um, I had done 23 and me. I mean, I had done ancestry and I had kind of known a little bit about where I thought things would go because of doing that. Cause that's when you find your relatives and you can go back and research documents and everything. Mm-hmm. So I kind of had an idea. So it was interesting to see that going back and doing the documents and trying to find and research and do all that matched up with the DNA. So it was like, oh, I did this right. <laughs> I actually researched correctly. So but we'll be talking about that <laughs> on March 13th. We'll be talking about um, I'm excited about that stuff. episode actually. Like because for yeah, once it'll be exciting. I think for once um every episode we do requires, you know, reading and research and learning. And a lot of times I don't know a lot about who we are talking about at first. You know, I try to go learn what I can, but you know, I'm learning. I'm part of the let's I don't just know these things. You know, it's a learning process. So for 23andMe, you know, yeah, it taught me a lot, but it's kind of nice, like actually having some answers. <laughs> but yeah, I am looking forward to doing that episode. And so that's when you can learn even more about us. So I know you've been able to learn a little bit about us, who we are and why we started the Come Up podcast in this episode. But there's more to come and we'll do more of these like little off topic episodes where you get to know us even more and yeah. just random details about our life. Yeah, because everybody wants to know, like, what color under you underwear are you wearing, Cody? Did you just look? He's looking pink. Really? Yes. Oh, wow. I'm wearing I don't know. I'm wearing black. <laughs> so boring. I Oh, come on. <laughs> I have a so one thing I will say I have a great underwear collection that is like kind of my thing I'm that's so stereotypical I guess but I don't care I think it's important to feel good but I want to thank everybody for listening and joining in on uh, this adventure as everybody learns way more than they probably wanted to know about Cody and I (laughs) (laughs) until next time I'm Cody I'm Matt